Today is August the 19th. What was Paul's missionary strategy? Let's find out together as we read Acts chapter 16. In Acts 13 and 14, we saw Barnabas' missionary strategy. His strategy was to visit places that he knew. And so they went first to his island of Cyprus, and then they went to Paul's uh, familiar neighborhood from Tarsus to uh, Lystra. And uh, they worked together there. Um, As Paul starts out on a missionary journey with a team of four, uh, chapter 16. First, they incorporate a, another uh, young disciple named Timothy. His mother uh, gives him to Paul. It seems that his mother gives him to Paul saying, I want him to learn how to be a missionary. He apprentices with Paul. This could make him quite young. The fact of the matter is, uh, 20 years later, when Paul writes to Timothy, um, the letter of First Timothy says, let no man despise your youth. He's still a young man. So Timothy might have been 14 or 15 years old at this stage. Nevertheless, he forms part of Paul's missionary team. Now, Paul's strategy appears to be after he visits uh, the, the churches that had been established in the eastern portion of Asia Minor, Paul takes a look at what he knows of Western Asia Minor, and he decides to follow what's known as the Roman road. Rome had built a road from east to west, a road that its army could travel on. Its army, as it was going to conquer new lands or to... uh, uh, quell rebellions in existing lands. They needed a road to travel. The road is not necessarily a superhighway. It's a path that's marked, but uh, the Roman army would, would march along that road. As could be expected, towns crop up along the road. They're there to, to make money, to sell food, uh, to sell tents. Remember, Paul was a tent maker to sell leather goods to the army. The army wouldn't carry all that with them. They bought as they went. So towns would crop up. Paul's strategy was to go along those major roads and to plant churches in the towns that were being established. Then each town would be responsible for reaching out into its region. So in verse 6, Paul tries to go south into the southern portion of Asia Minor, and the Spirit impeded them. So he tries to go north into Bithynia, um, and the Spirit said no there. Well, they couldn't go north, they couldn't go south. They'd come from the east, so the only direction left was west. They followed the road until it ends, and it ended in Troas, a port city, uh, 60, 70 miles north of the city of Ephesus. That night, Paul has a vision. A man in Macedonia, in Greece, says, come on over to us. So the next day, 
Paul and his little team of missionaries uh, boards a boat and they sell to Philippi, a major port uh, right across uh, the, the ocean there from Troas. When they get to Philippi, look at verse 13. On this Sabbath, we went a little way outside the city to a riverbank where we thought people would be meeting for prayer. We sat down to speak with some women who had gathered there. One of them was Lydia from Thyatira, a merchant of expensive purple cloth who worshipped God. Paul talks to her and she accepts the Lord. There's so much here that if you don't understand the code words, you'll not understand what's going on. There was a Jewish custom that uh, outside of Israel, in a city that held 10 Jewish families, they would build a synagogue. But if there were not 10 families who could build a synagogue, they would meet on the Sabbath by what they called living water, running water, a river. They went to a river. Paul looks around in the city of Philippi. He doesn't find a synagogue. So he says, okay, on the Sabbath, any Jews who are here will meet by the river to pray. He goes to the river on the Sabbath to pray. And indeed, he finds a group that's praying. Now he talks to them and one lady in particular, Lydia. Lydia is a good Greek name. She is identified as one who feared God, a worshiper of God. That's a code word too. That's a code word for somebody who has been attending Jewish synagogue. Now, Lydia eventually might have wanted to become Jewish and she would have proselytized, but for the moment, she's a Gentile who worships God. Paul talks to her about Jesus. He tells her that she can follow Jesus without becoming Jewish. And she says, this all makes perfect sense to me. And she gives her heart to the Lord. Now in the next paragraph, Paul and Silas uh, get sideways with some local merchantmen. They uh, deliver a slave that they had who the demon and the slave would foretell the future. They deliver that girl from the demon that was uh, bothering her and she lost the ability to tell the future. So uh, the merchants have Paul and Silas thrown into jail. Now they beat them, they flog them, and then they throw them into jail. That night, a big earthquake comes, the, the, the wall splits open. The jailer sees what's going on and he takes out his sword to commit suicide because he would have paid with his life had any prisoners escaped. Paul shouts out, don't kill yourself. We're all still here. He goes, he looks, he sees. Indeed, they're all still there. And he says, why? <laughs> Paul says, so we can tell you about Jesus. And tells the man about Jesus. And at the end of the conversation, the man says, I and my house will follow the Lord. And uh, now we have Lydia and the jailer following the Lord. The next morning, the city officials send word to the jailer, release those two men that we flogged yesterday. Paul says, no, no. Tell the town officials, yesterday you publicly flogged us. You beat us. 
you imprisoned us without a trial, and we are Roman citizens. If you want us to leave jail, you come and get us yourselves. Now, these men themselves were not Roman citizens. They uh, built the town to cater to probably the only Roman citizens that they saw, the Roman army passing by. They assumed that Paul was just like them, but he wasn't. He was actually a Roman citizen. Town officials come, they beg Paul's forgiveness, and they say, please leave. (laughs) Well, the point of this whole passage is that now the whole town knows about Paul. The whole town has a chance to hear his message. And at the end of the chapter, Paul and Silas, his missionary team, encourages Lydia and the church that is now meeting in her house. And then they do move on to Thessalonica. Next week, we'll see what happens to them in Thessalonica. Like, follow, and subscribe to this devotional on whatever platform you use to listen to it. Email your questions to us at questions at becomehope.com. Enjoy this Sunday in the church of your choice.